Greetings, greetings, brothers and sisters. It's so great for you guys to be able to join us back here today on the Living Waters podcast. I am your host, Pastor Dylan. I hope you've all been having a pleasant and wonderful time. And I'm just glad that we get to spend a little bit more time back here, you know, spending some time with each other, talking about what God's doing in our lives and the doors that He's opening and the pathways that He's making. And as I was praying on what we might talk about here today, God was really, you know, kind of working on me. And it really came to mind that it seems to be that as Christians, we tend to try and take this walk alone. Like, really alone. We try and just, you know, head off into the wilderness ourselves and, you know, think that we can just accomplish anything and everything without any support there. We think that this Christian way of life is not something that we should share and that we should, you know, keep things hidden and, you know, not really put things out there. But, I mean, that's not really what the plan was. It's not really what God had intended. And it kind of brought me back thinking about one of the earliest parts in Jesus's ministry. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. We're going to talk about what it means to be fishers of men. See, Jesus was wandering through by himself, trying to go on about things alone. Not because he wanted to, but that's just where he was at the point in his life. Right as he was beginning his ministry, right after his baptism. And it's really when things took off when he called out to Peter and Andrew on the boat. He said, come and follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And from there on, things were just never the same. See, he grew his community. He brought people into the centerfold of what he was doing. Because he knew alone, he couldn't change the entire world. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's God, right? He was God in the flesh. He could have done all kinds of different things, but it would not have glorified the Father by just coming through, ruling with an iron fist, and just trying to shove the word down their throat. But that's exactly what we catch ourselves doing sometimes, isn't it? We get ourselves out there and we just, I don't want to say Bible beat people, but... We have to, quote-unquote, knock some sense into them, right? We have to tell them that, no, that's not the way it should be doing. This is the way that it should be done, and you're just a terrible heathen for doing it that way. And it's not really the way that glorifies God. And so we got to really think about the idea of being fishers of men. See, Jesus saw them and knew that they were fishermen. And it wasn't just meant to be a play on words. He wasn't just saying, I'll make you fishers of men just to have some fun with it. But no, when you're out there and you're swimming in God's holy word, and you really just have that flowing through you, those living waters that we talked about, that's where you find the real fish. That's where you find the true love and the true compassion. That's what makes you fishers and men. Because your heart's just going to be overflowing 
rivers flow from your heart, right? We talked about that. It's going to be a whole new level of love, compassion, preparedness. Just seeking to do what God has called us to do. And we just got to remember to not get caught up into the little bits of things. I think we get too distracted and we want to make sure that everything's perfect. But nothing's ever going to be perfect. We're never going to have it 100% figured out. We're never going to have the precise, ideal, exact moment. Everything set up exactly the way that it should be. And if you think you do, (laughs) then I need to get your secrets because let me tell you, ain't nothing ever going to be perfect. And I don't necessarily want it to be perfect. Because if we don't have a little bit of difference, we don't have a little bit of adversity, we don't have a little bit of change, then it makes the sport not fun. You wouldn't want to be fishing all the time if you were catching every single fish out there, right? Eventually that get boring. You get tiresome. You get tired of fishing because everything just went the exact way that you thought it was going to every time. Every revival that you tried to hold, every single person that you witnessed to just immediately fell in love with Jesus the exact second that you did it. I don't think you would continue to do it. I think you'd get frustrated. I think you'd get bored. I think you'd get worn down. And so while we don't necessarily like to see the rejection, while we don't necessarily enjoy seeing things fall apart or being haphazard or maybe being a little crazy. It's good and it's healthy for us because we can't win all the time. We have to learn from mistakes that we make. And that's why it's okay to make mistakes. So many people were, you know, eager to start a ministry, but at the same time, they feel as if if they aren't doing a specific thing or they aren't doing something a specific way that it's not going to be right, it's not going to be perfect. And I'm kind of guilty of that. To be honest with you, whenever I decided I was, you know, praying on this and God was telling me to do the podcast, I'm like, God, there's no way I can do that perfect. I do not have the radio voice. I don't have a studio to set up in. I don't have the equipment. I'm ill-prepared for this. But he reminded me we had to take a little bit of a leap of faith. Because that's exactly what Simon Peter did. It's exactly what Andrew did. It's exactly what James did. They were just willing to drop everything that they had in that exact moment. To get up out of the boat. To leave behind their family, their friends, and their loved ones. To leave with nothing but the shirt on their back. To follow a man who said, Come and I'll make you fishers of men. It was that conviction in their heart, that desire, that knowing, that understanding that it was for a greater purpose. That's what drove them on. They knew that regardless of their flaws, regardless of their sense of perfection, that they could do it. And so I had to take a little bit of a leap of faith like that. I had to be willing to set myself to the side and pretend that, you know, I like the way that I hear myself speaking in my head as I'm recording this for you. 
I had to pretend that, you know, every single section, you know, was perfect, even though I know that things about it aren't, that the audio audio quality isn't maybe as good as it should be, and maybe I'm going to trip over and stumble on my words because I'm freehanding this entire thing. But that's what keeps it exciting. It's what keeps the, the game on. It's what makes it fun to fish. And so... I began to take that leap of faith. So we started recording. And God had told me that we needed to do some more things. It said, you know, for the ministry Salvation Daily that we really needed to reach out and, you know, help our brothers and sisters that are out there. Really support our missionaries that are overseas and, you know, our evangelists that are traveling and really look to our local communities to support the churches there and you know, really help try and make things a little bit better. Try and get the youth engaged because if we don't have our youth out there, if they're not prepared, if they're not understanding what God's called them to do, they're going to miss everything. And so as the pastor at my local church, it's actually my stepdad. He was preaching at Faith Fellowship Church of God. He was talking about open doors and God gave him a revelation that the door to salvation isn't always going to be open and that it's sometimes doors are going to have to close doors that no man can open because unfortunately whether you understand it or not you can't save yourself you can't save your family you can't save your friends you can't save your loved ones The only ones that can save them is Jesus, because he's the only one that can pay the price. He's the only one that can open up those doors. And so as he was comparing it to the door on the ark, as Noah stood there, you know, pleading for the people to come in, there came a time that that door had to shut and judgment had to rain down. And it really just brought it to me that, you know, time is going to be short. We're going to think that we have 10,000 years to carry out our missions, our goals, our dreams, every ministry that's been laid upon us, but that's really not going to be the case. Time is finite. As we talked about in the last episode, we're really coming down into the last days, and you can just really seem to sense it the way that things are weighing and it's almost like there's a a pressure that's out there and so as he was telling me this I was like you know there's a couple people that reached out to the ministry some pastors that have been overseas and you know we all get ourselves in that state where you know it's just hard to trust somebody because we know that in general people are not inherently good even though we always want to believe that they are. And generally speaking, people will want to choose and make the right decisions. But at the same time, you don't have to teach a child how to lie. You ask them who stole the cookie and they're going to tell you, oh, it wasn't me. So we got to be curious. We got to be cautious. But sometimes that gets in the way. Sometimes that holds us back and closes doors and, you know... I kept myself at a distance, you know, supporting them through prayer and things like that, but 
really holding myself back from making a real connection in the event that this person may just be fake and may be not who they claim themselves to be. And God had to correct me on that. It reminded me that I need to trust Him and He will give me wisdom, just like He gave Solomon wisdom of who to talk to, where to go, what to do. I mean, let's, let's think about the prophet Elijah here a little bit. Elijah kept himself out of danger all the time because he listened to God, because God directed his footsteps and told him exactly where to go, and God hid him from danger. In that same light, we really have to just be able to trust God with things. So I began to reach out to a couple of those pastors that had reached out to me and the organization trying to build a relationship with one in particular that's over in India. He has a couple other pastors that are underneath him, from what he tells me, and he's trying to run an orphanage over there. He's trying to do so many different ministries, and I can only imagine what he's going through because as he's describing it to me, without going into too much detail, because I don't know if he wants me to give all that away, but, I mean, he's... I don't want to say overworking himself, but he is stretching himself to the limit of what God has called him to do. He is making hospital visits. He's running a church full time. He's praying for people day in and day out, traveling to see them wherever they are. And it's not traveling like it is here in the U.S. Yeah, he's at a city central, but that doesn't mean that they have a car. He bikes everywhere. And his bike isn't in necessarily the greatest shape. And he's telling me that he's believing that God's going to provide him a bike. That way he can go pray for the people at the hospital. That way he can get around and get the children at the orphanage that he's taking care of. Food, resources, clothing. And he seems to really have a true humble heart and it just inspires me. Because he's living out what it means to be a fisher of men. He's reaching out to people that reject him on a regular basis because they want to pass it off as something that could be fake, as something that might not be real, as something that, you know, just isn't really what they should be involving themselves with because they they don't trust people. And they're not listening to what God has put in their heart. And he takes that rejection. And I don't know exactly how he stumbled across Salvation Daily, but I do know that we have a large presence out in India. And I don't know why. I, I really don't, and I've prayed upon that, and I know God has called me to preach and be overseas and evangelize, and he's given me visions of places that I would go. And I don't know if India is that place, because I've never been to India, so I can't tell you if what I've seen in visions is exactly the same. But it might be. And maybe that's the place I've been called to. And maybe this is just the first door that's opening. Because someone reached out and I was willing to drop everything and reach out back to them. To set myself to the side. Because see, sometimes being a fisher of men doesn't just mean going out and doing the work. Sometimes you have to make a sacrifice. You have to be willing to lay down yourself 
and look at others in a different light than what you probably really would have originally. And that's kind of what I'm challenging you guys here to today. I just want to challenge you to think outside the box. What is it in your life that you're allowing to hold you back from being the fisher of men? Is it family? Is it financials? Is it frustrations? Is it self-confidence? You don't have to feel like you're alone out there because we all have those moments that we just felt we're not good enough to do it. It's what I battled with the entire time trying to get on here and do this entire thing. But it's going to be okay. I want to encourage you to not be willing or not be afraid, I guess is the better way to word that, is not be afraid to throw things to the side and make some sacrifices. And you might say, Pastor Dylan, but how am I going to do that because prices of everything are going up and I can barely afford things as it is and I mean, I just don't know that what God's calling me to do is something that's feasible for me right now. And what I'm going to tell you is, is God wouldn't call you to do it if you weren't meant for the time, you weren't meant for the season. He equips those that he calls. He prepares them. He establishes every footstep that they make, their pathway in front of them. He opens up the doors. All they have to do is be hungry and thirsty enough to walk through them. We all have the bait. We all have the desire. We all have the willpower. We all have the ambition to catch the fish. Now we just need the willingness to put in the work. it's not that hard just think about that a little bit you're ambitious for the end game for the end result for the blessings that you know you're going to get but are you willing are you willing to put in the work to do what's needed to cast your net aside to walk out of the boat to walk away from your family to take that leap of faith and follow a man who laid down his life for you who cast everything to the side who gave up his holy place to come into the form of a man to pay a debt that wasn't his to pay to ransom you back Are you ready to fish for that man? Are you willing to reap the harvest? Those seeds are sown. We just got to get out there. There's many fish that are ripe for the taking. But it's going to start with you. Because I can't be doing it alone. Until next time. God bless.